Hi, this is Melvin York with Gardening with Daddy Pete. Today we're going to talk about planning your landscape for gardening or for vegetables, fruits, uh, whatever that uh, you're looking to plant. Now is a good time uh, at the moment we're in uh, the end of June. We're kind of in where we're harvesting stuff. We're getting ready to... Uh, Maybe think about planting that fall garden and all, but it's also a good time. Winter and midsummer is a great time to plan out your landscape for what you're going to be growing, what you want to grow, what your family eats. That's a big way, you know, go ahead and plant things that your family eats uh, and uh, ask yourself these few questions. Uh, now, what I would do is I would uh, encourage you to start a journal. Uh, on your planning, I would also uh, a wish list, uh, hope to uh, in the future type list of things that you would like to plant and accomplish. Now, we've talked about vegetables. We've talked some about herbs. We've talked about some annuals and perennials in the, the garden and around the landscape around your house. Uh, a couple things that I've been getting uh, some questions on our fruit trees. Uh, that's something that uh, we tend to forget about that we can also do. Uh, fruit tree, we can get two or three benefits from that. We can get shade out of it. Uh, we get protection uh, for the house from it. And then we also get delicious fruit. Now, here's the good thing about it. We have fruit trees now that has been uh, developed uh, to where we have uh, the dwarf, and then we have a semi-dwarf, and then we have the regular fruit tree. Uh, I've seen over the last five or six years some of the dwarf trees that are amazing. Uh, they're smaller in size. They work good in just about any landscape. And uh, they really, I mean, really put on a lot of fruit, and the fruit's great. Now, if you want something a little higher where you can get some shade and you're going to use it in a part of the garden for, you know, to enhance the landscape, then again, you can use a semi-dwarf tree, which goes on up. Usually semi-dwarfs will get uh, somewhere around 8 to 10 foot tall. Uh, I have seen them just a, just a little bit larger. But uh, then if you're after a larger tree, do that. Go with just the regular tree, not the dwarf or the semi-dwarf. Now, in that case, usually in most areas that we're in, we're in the Piedmont of North Carolina, but a lot of places on the East Coast, unless you're in the really, really frigid temperatures, you can just about plant most of the fruit trees that's out there, uh, depending on, again, what fruit you eat. Now, uh, in our area, naturally, we're not going to be able to plant lemon trees or we're not going to plant oranges or grapefruits, but we can plant apples. And uh, there are just so many different varieties of apples. There's old heirloom apples. Uh, there's one company in North Carolina here that specializes in all the heirloom apples, and there's more, but you can look that up on the Internet. Cherries, there's different cherries. The old black heart cherry with the tree grows huge. You see a lot of those in the mountain areas. They're great cherry. They actually get up the size of like a, almost like an oak tree. Uh, then we have what we call the uh, uh, spring cherries. They're a sour cherry. Uh, Monomorsi, I think, is probably the name of those. They come on in the spring and they're good for uh, making preserves, making pies. They do require a lot of sugar, but again, they're a cherry that is good 
to preserve, freeze, can, uh, or just use in pies. Uh, again, peaches, there are several different variety of peaches. There's cling peaches, which is yellow. There's open stone peaches that you actually, when they're ripe, you can just take your thumbs and pop them open. White meat, um, a lot of those, which I think are the kind of the best myself for eating. If I was going to can or freeze, uh, make uh, jams or jellies, probably would use the cling peach. That might be the tree that you're after. Uh, again, plums is something else that you can think about uh, planting. Uh, that's a great tree to have. And here's a, a thing that we forget a lot of the times, pecans. Uh, a lot of us use a lot of pecans. A pecan tree is nice to have. They grow all tall and sturdy. Nice tree to have. Uh, then they do have some of the paper shell or varieties of pecans and also the thinner shell walnuts. Now, we do have the old black walnuts around here, but they're pretty strong. Not a lot of meat, hard to get into. Um, but pecans, uh, again, apples, uh, plums. Uh, and there was a variety of apple that we had uh, that was came on early in the spring. It was what we called a thin transparent at the time was the name that we called them. They were a yellow apple, great pie apple, great eating apple. The skin was real thin on them, a yellow color. And they usually got ripe around June. Those were really, really good apples, and they froze well. I know my grandmother and uh, froze a lot of those. And also, uh, we used to drive a lot of apples and put back for the winter. So apples is a good variety. Uh, we've got uh, your peaches. We've got pears. There's so many different variety of pears out there now. And even though you can get those in the dwarf and some outdoor trees, uh, another good thing that a lot of people don't think about is our grapevines. Uh, they don't take a lot of room. They come up. You can actually plant a garden like that under them uh, and still keep going if you put them up on a trellis. Uh, and then you can enjoy those grapes. Again, muscadines. Uh, Concord grapes, uh, there are just so many different varieties of grapes out there now that would be good. Uh, pick out a place for uh, some of the new variety of blackberries. Uh, they're thornless. Uh, they're a huge blackberry. We've got a good taste to them. Raspberries is another one. Uh, raspberries come in three to four different colors now. Uh, there's red ones and there's uh, black raspberries. There's actually what they consider a yellow and almost a white out there. Blueberry bushes, something you don't want to forget. It's an easy grower. So these are the things that your family might like and that's easy. And a lot of them are easy that you can either dry, that you can dehydrate, uh, you can freeze, you can can, make preserves out of, make jellies out of, and put up for the winter months. And these trees are also beneficial. The blueberry bushes are some of the most beautiful bush in the fall when their leaves turn that bright red color and mingle down in the landscape. So when you're preparing your landscape, think about these and food in there around. Think about where you're going to put your, uh, your raised beds. Think about where... Uh, the vegetable raised beds are going. Where are you going to put in them? Sort of what we call a permanent place for your uh, lot of your herbs. Uh, again, that's something that you can grow and save also. Uh, garlic beds, uh, onion beds. Um, these are things that are, we use a lot in cooking 
and we use a lot to preserve with. So again, these are things you want to think about when you're planting these places in your yard. And I know you're thinking, wow, you know, I'm going to have my whole yard filled up. Well, that's great because the more that you grow, the less you buy. And again, here's the thing about it. You do know how your food was grown. So that's a good thing. But right now, what I'm really wanting you to see is how that you can install and enjoy fruits, fruits of the labor, uh, so to speak, but fruit trees, semi, dwarf, dwarf, uh, then you also have got just the regular variety of fruit trees. So let's go over it again, pears and peaches, and we've got blueberries, we've got apples, uh, just on at the different varieties we've got. Don't forget your nut trees, your pecans and your walnuts. Uh, also think about your bushes, your blueberry bushes, your raspberry, your blackberry. And also when you're making those beds, don't leave out the all great one as the strawberry beds. Uh, now that there's ever-bearing strawberries, uh, it is, uh, you can grab a crop of strawberries like twice a year. They put on in the spring, then they'll start putting back on in the fall months. So just to give you an idea, keep that log, keep that journal, keep the wish list or my to-do list or future list and keep building towards that. Uh, kind of take a survey of your property. Look at the uh, different varieties of what you want to grow, if it's apples or whatever, what works good in this area, what's a good producer with uh, as least maintenance as possible. And uh, I think you'll be happy. Uh, so if you uh, get a chance to look around our webpage, uh, daddypeach.com, you can go in and ask a question that we'll uh, address on these podcasts. You can also listen to the archive of the podcast that we've done previously. You can uh, sign up for our free email. We'd love for you to do that. We'd love to send you out an email, some gardening tips every once in a while. Also, uh, while you're there, you can view our different products for those tree plantings, for the shrub plantings, and for those beds. Uh, we do have a, a line uh, that will fit just about everybody's needs here at Daddy Pete's. Also, if you get a moment, check our About page. Uh, we're a, over a 100-year century farm. Actually, I think we've been hanging around about 115, 16 years now, something like that. So uh, check us out. We would love uh, for you to view it, and we'd love to have your questions. Well, until next time, this is Melbourne York, Gardening with Daddy Pete.